Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode. If you are coming back, bless you. (laughs) Thank you. If this is your first time, bless you. And thank you. You get both, right? Um, This podcast is very much a labor of love. Um, I do it because there's so much to share and there's so many people who need support. So I am so glad that you are one of the people who is growing and who's doing the work to be happy, to be healed, to clear your shit. (laughs) Because the more people that heal, the more people that elevate, the more people that dig the rod out, obviously the less people who are suffering. But also what I've found throughout this process is that When people heal and they start uncovering their light, they become a lighthouse for others. Um, That's actually really good. And I should write that down. (laughs) I should write that down. So when you uncover your light, you, you just become a lighthouse. Other people will look at you and say, well, they did it. Maybe I could do it. If it's possible for them, it's possible for me. Humans are very much like that. So So proud of you for doing this. Even if it's, if this is your first step along the journey or your hundredth step along the journey, like I'm so proud of you. Keep going. Um, I hope that you keep going. And today's an interesting one because there is, well, I try and make all of them interesting, but anyway, today, (laughs) today's an interesting one. There is this huge narrative and it's, it's so prevalent that time heals all wounds. And I would like to be the person to tell you that that is fucking garbage. Time does not heal all wounds. And in fact, time by itself tends to fester wounds. Okay. It's not the vibe. Um, if you have a wound, if you have a trauma, if, if you have something that you went through that was overwhelming or traumatic or horrible and you do nothing, it will get worse. It will get worse. It will seep into your system. It will definitely not heal on its own, right? It's like you have to clean out a wound for it to heal. You have to bandage it. You you have to do things. You can't just be like, well, fuck it. I got my arm chopped off once by a machete and I'm just going to leave it out in the wind and do nothing else. And it'll totally heal. It won't get infected. It'll just heal. It'll heal so well. Like we don't do that with physical wounds. So it's extremely confusing to me 
that people are told to do that with emotional wounds because that's obviously a bad fucking idea. If you talk to anyone in the medical field, they're going to be like, no, 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 don't just leave your wounds alone and do nothing. But then people in the mental health field, people in the wellness field will be like, oh, time heals all wounds. Like, no, they don't. What happens is they get, <laughs> Kitty agrees. He's also mad about it. What happens is they get caught. They become stuck. Um, your mind doesn't process them appropriately. So that data gets stuck in your system. It doesn't fully go so it can be released. Hi, Kitty. And then we have problems, right? Because the longer something is stuck, the more problems it then creates because your system is quite delicate and quite intricate. Maybe not delicate in the way that like one thing is wrong and it'll break. What I mean is like there's a very intentional balance there. Come on, Kitty. So because your system is so intricate, when any blips of data get stuck, that creates problems, right? So time does not heal all wounds. Let's destroy that narrative today. So that is what we're going to do. So you may be like, Amanda, if time doesn't heal all wounds, then what does heal all wounds? Um, The work. The work heals the wounds. You have to clean shit out. You have to. So imagine your brain is like a garden, right? If I throw a bunch of seeds into this garden of yours, some things will bloom, some things won't. Some things you probably want there, but some things you definitely don't. Um, That ended up being a poem, which was really fun. So the weeds are going to get in. Things are going to choke out other plants. You may be like, oh, I really want uh, a peach tree. And you don't tend to this garden, so things become overgrown. Your peach tree gets choked out by other things. And, oh, by the way, trauma is like pouring chlorine all over this garden. So now you have a garden that's got chlorine on it, and obviously your plants aren't going through that. And then you're like, I don't know. I just I poured chlorine once, and then I left it alone because time heals all wounds. And I expected the garden to just, you know, grow flowers and grow my peach tree. And it's not doing that, huh? That's so weird. But this gardener once told me that time heals all wounds and time heals all gardens. And given enough time, my garden will look exactly what I want it to look like with no work on my part. All right, you understand because you're intelligent that that doesn't work. So it certainly doesn't work with emotional wounds either. You have to do the work. You have to excavate the shit. You have to excavate the things that are stuck. You need to clear the things that are toxic. Otherwise, you just have a bunch of toxic things in your garden and you're like confused as to why your peach tree is not flowering or giving you peaches. That's because we're not tending to the garden regularly. Now, in the beginning, it's a lot more energy intensive than it is in the middle and at the end, right? It takes a lot more work to build a system, to clean out a house that had a hoarder living in it than it does to live in a house that is now clean. So maintenance takes significantly less work than building and or clearing. Now that we know that time alone does not heal all wounds, and you'll you'll see this with people who lose someone who are grieving, they'll say, well, you know, eventually I'll get over it. And it's like, yeah, kind of, because time is one of the components. So it will, you know, become less over time. But that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that matters, right? So without doing the work, people get stuck because the the way that mind processes that data gets stuck. So we need to clear the data blips. We need to clear the thing that got stuck so that it's now gone and it's removed from your garden and your garden is healthier, 
your system is healthier, it works better, all of these things. So when people say time heals all wounds, please run. Okay, it's not true. You have to do the work. Now, what does the work look like? It can look like understanding why things happened a certain way, like literally sequencing the event. It can look like choosing to make meaning out of an event that gives you power. So for example, let's say that um, my house burned down and I can say, oh my God, I just have bad luck. Nothing will ever go right for me again. Every house I ever move into is now cursed. My life is cursed and my life is over. Like that's one narrative that I could have, but that's not a very helpful narrative, right? A much more helpful narrative is, this was a freak accident. It's unlikely to happen again. Or, oh, hey, I left a candle burning. So that that was on me. But I can just never leave a candle burning again because that's something that's within my control. So the chances of my house burning down are quite low now because I will no longer leave a candle burning. And this is a new beginning. This I can come up with any meaning that I want. That's the beautiful thing about meanings, right? So one of the ways that we work with time, again, not just time alone, is that we make meanings out of things that give us power. That relationship ended because it was this or something better, because something better was coming along, because that was out of alignment, because it wouldn't have worked out, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I got into a car accident and went through, you know, six surgeries because I now developed into the person that I am, the strength, the resilience, the whatever that came from that is who I am today. I had to go through that in order to become this person. Now, I didn't have the car accident, but that is a much more helpful narrative than woe is me. I'm a victim. Everything bad happens to me. Why, why, why? Okay, that doesn't benefit anyone. It certainly doesn't benefit you. So making meaning out of things is a very valuable tool to go with time. Because over time, the more you repeat a thought, the more it becomes a belief, right? A thought repeated is a belief. So another thing is to excavate the shit. Like you have to actively work on the patterns that you have, the things you have learned that do not serve you. So if you're someone who, when something goes wrong, you blow up and you never work on that, that's only going to get more ingrained over time because the longer you walk a path, the more well-worn that path becomes, right? This is again, why time is not the only determinant to healing. You have to actually do the work to change things. So we want to rewire patterns. We want to build new patterns so that instead, when something goes wrong, you are calm, you are cool, you are collected, you are strategic, you are graceful, whatever it is that you are looking for. Although those are, I mean, those are pretty good goals. So feel free to steal those. So we need to clear out what is toxic, what is not helping us. Now, let's say that every time you drive by a semi because you were in an accident once, you feel like you are going to throw up. You feel like you're going to have a panic attack. Like that doesn't really benefit you, right? But given time, that will only escalate. That will only get worse. And that's how people end up never driving again. It's how people end up never leaving their house again because phobias escalate over time because your brain has more evidence that when X happens, bad thing happens. So we need to intentionally excavate that reaction. We need to intentionally change that reaction and the data that your brain is getting about semis or about men or about dogs or about whatever is triggering you. So just leaving it alone and letting it fester is absolutely not the answer here. 
so we can excavate things that are not helping us. We, you can do this through therapy. You can do this through working with a coach. Some people do it through journaling. You can do it through hypnosis. You can do it through reading a book. Like there are multiple options to work on things. Pick the one that works best for you. I'm obviously a big fan of therapy and coaching as long as who you're working with knows what they're doing. So if you're talking to someone who just listens to you, like go talk to any horse in the field. I promise you there'll be better company and they'll be a lot less expensive. So ideally, whoever you're working with is teaching you because otherwise you're just relying on time and that's not okay. And it's not going to help you at all. So another thing that you want to be doing is just being honest about what happened, right? Like if we aren't being honest about what happened, then we can't really fix it because we're not even saying what happened. So if you listen to last week's episode about radical honesty, that one would be a good one to go back and listen to. Um, so the point of this is that time alone does not heal all wounds. You understand this in a medical sense. You have to clean out a wound. You have to apply betadine. You have to, you know, make sure it doesn't get infected. Like there are multiple steps to a process healing, right? And you may be like, oh my God, but I've carried these emotional wounds since I was a child, since for 20 years, for 10 years, for seven years, for six months. Like it doesn't take as long to heal as you've been carrying it. That much I can promise you. I mean, we've worked with people who are working on childhood wounds sometimes for the first time, but they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and it doesn't take 60 years to heal from it, even though it perhaps happened 60 years ago. So you can get a significant amount done in a very short amount of time with a skilled and effective practitioner. Um, that's kind of the key is like someone has to know what they're doing, of course, because you wouldn't like you wouldn't hire a four-year-old to plan your garden, right? A four-year-old doesn't know what they're doing. They're just going to play in the dirt and throw and probably eat some plants. Like they're going to, they're going to end up eating a lot of dirt and that's not going to help you. Right. So don't hire a practitioner who doesn't know what they're doing. That's kind of like hiring a four-year-old to plan your garden. That doesn't make sense, right? You would hire someone who works with gardens for a living and says, Oh, Hey, I've rehabbed multiple gardens. I can absolutely rehab yours. So that's definitely something that you want to look for. But in terms of just saying, well, time heals all wounds. <sighs> Let's murder that narrative because it is not true. Like I literally want to like throw it off a cliff, which is why I'm making a podcast episode about it because it's garbage and it's not true and it keeps people stuck. And that is not okay. Time alone does not heal wounds. You have to do the work. I mean, you don't have to technically do anything except die someday, but it would be very beneficial to do the work is what I'm saying. If you want to feel better, that requires work and the work works. So if you are someone who has struggled with something for a long time, I have a lot of compassion for that. And I hope that you find something that works for you soon. And I hope that now you understand time alone is not enough. So you like, you have to do the work. Um, again, it would be beneficial to do the work. So good luck with that. If you have questions, want support, anything, holler and have a beautiful day.